Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you to the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And one topic we're going to tackle today, housing affordability and access. I mean, we know it's a challenge across the nation and the lack of affordable housing affects everyone in the Pikes Peak region and does impact our region's ability to attract talent to support local industries. That's why the Pikes Peak Housing Network has made it their mission to address housing issues in the region. It launched this year and joining us this morning to talk more about it with insight into housing access and affordability, Jill Gabler, Executive Director of Pikes Peak Housing Network. Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brianna. I'm Shannon. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, good morning. I will good answer to, to anything. <laughs> All right. And and we should mention that uh, when we talk about this, uh, the state of housing affordability and access in Colorado Springs is something that affects even people who are comfortably off in their homes. Why don't you tell us about that, Jill? Well, Yes, I mean, all types of housing are needed in our region and, and, and everywhere in the United States. And um, the Pikes Peak Housing Network is, is officially tasked with, with supporting and, and helping those who are seeking affordable and attainable housing. But um, we are struggling as a city and a state and a nation with building affordable and attainable housing, which impacts all demographics within our city. So let's talk about this, because uh, what what has happened with household incomes here in the Pikes Peak region? Um, as we all know, uh, incomes are not keeping pace with the cost, with the rising housing costs or the cost of goods and services. So that's impacting all of our residents who are struggling to make ends meet, especially to keep a roof over their head. Um, the Common Sense Institute shows clearly that our, our, our incomes are not keeping up with wage, I mean, our wages aren't keeping up with the cost of housing, and so everybody's struggling. And as our population grows here in Colorado Springs, the need for all types of housing, again, are just more and more highly in demand. Um, it's not widely known, but I mean, affordable housing, the, the lack of affordable housing impacts all folks in our, in our community, even those who are comfortably in their single family homes because those folks who are, are currently living in affordable housing, often they want to move up. They want to get into single family homes, condos, or attainable and market rate housing. But because those housing types aren't available, they are sitting in their affordable housing units, making it impossible for the folks who truly need that affordable housing to ever get into that housing. And so they struggle living on people's couches, living with their parents. And so everyone is stuck in a housing level that they, they don't want to be in. They want to move up. We're also seeing, of course, um, older people who are who once had families and, and are, they're living in the home that they, they raised their kids in. They're now living in their home with one or two people. People are living longer. They're, um, of course, in the Pikes Peak region, we're all fit, and they are now retired, but they're, they're aging in place. They're living in their homes, and they're keeping those homes. So folks who are younger, I have a 25-year-old who would love to buy a home right now, but he can't find any housing um, because those folks are staying in their homes and, and because we're not building enough single-family homes or starter homes for those younger folks. Like, for instance, uh, have there been changes in, in how much effort it takes to, to, to purchase a home, like for monthly mortgage payments? 
Well, I mean, as, as we all know, interest rates are skyrocketing right now. They are sitting about 8%. So, so that is, is really harming um, people's ability to, to, to find a home. The cost of homes in our region have skyrocketed also because of the lack of, of building. So you have a, a, a traditional supply and demand issue going on with, with, our, with our housing. But, I mean, let's be clear about our region. You know, we live here for a reason, and we are a product of our own success. Colorado Springs is growing like, like no other city along the Front Range, and we are probably going to be about a million people in the next 20 years. And, and people don't really want to hear that. They want us to, to, to quit growing, but we're not going to quit growing because it is such an amazing place to live. So we have to figure out how to grow well, to grow in a way that, that our neighbors and our neighborhoods um, support. And so that's really why the Housing Network is here, to work with all of the, all of the, the stakeholders who care about housing, and that's neighborhoods, that's, that's our, our elected officials, it's our city, it's the chamber, and, and really the people living and wanting and trying to find homes. And, and I guess that's, that's the answer. <laughs> Sorry. I so let's talk a little bit more about those economic benefits of having affordable housing. What does it do for a region? Sure. I mean, we, we need a diverse housing mix in our city. I mean, I think I made that clear. I mean, you need, you need starter homes, you need apartments, you need every type of housing. And our chamber, for instance, is, is significantly looking at bringing new business here, keeping existing business here. And unless we have those, all those types of diverse housing mix, we can't keep enough employees here to, to really live and take and take those jobs. I and mean, when, when a business is looking at coming to Colorado Springs, they have folks who, who come out here and they look at the community and they look at the cost of housing. They look at, at whether we're building housing as, as a determinant of whether they decide to bring their business here. And we, we need those businesses here. We have a lot of folks who, who want good jobs. They want um, the, the quality of life that Colorado Springs um, has. And so we need those businesses here. Um, Having a strong business community also has a lot of educational opportunities. It creates a healthier community, more vibrant neighborhoods. A lot of our younger folks, they, they want to live in, in the heart of our city, in our downtown, right around our downtown. So we really need to be ensuring that we are continuing to build and creating infill opportunities in those areas. My son, for instance, he doesn't want to live on the outskirts of town. He wants to live in the heart of the city, but we're not doing enough to build um, diverse types of housing in the inner part of our city. So we need to be thinking about all those things as we're thinking about economic development and, and bringing, having that balance between housing and, and business. Right, because you can get a house, but not a starter home uh, close to the center of town. Uh, so what is being done right now to deal with it? Well, I mean, there have been a lot of groups, mostly nonprofits, that have really been working on affordable and attainable housing in our in our city for a long time. And affordable housing is truly um, an, those who are earning an area median income of you know fifty or sixty percent and lower. And attainable housing really goes up to about 120% of, of area median income. And then you have market rate housing, everything above that. Um, and those groups have been working on attainable housing and affordable housing. 
really trying to, to figure out how we can um, get the tax dollars, um, tax rebates, grants, to, to really build the affordable housing. There are a couple groups that have really been working hard on that. Um, for instance, uh, there's some new groups. Um, um, Gresio Housing, of course, has been doing that for many years. I, I worked at Gresio Housing before I was an elected official, and they have 28 housing properties here in Colorado Springs solely devoted to um, affordable housing in our community. And there is a, a couple newer groups, and I'm, I'm looking in my notes so I don't screw it up. Solid Rock Development Corporation has really been focused on working in the southeast part of our town where we have a lot of lower income community members who are really struggling to find homes. And they have a brand new 77 unit multifamily property that will be opening pretty close to the beginning of 2024, which is, is really exciting as we're seeing um, more housing development growth in our community. But the folks who are working on these, these, these issues are the ones who, who have been working all this time to, to create the Pikes Peak Housing Network. And they've been working since 2018 to get this done. And finally, in this, in, earlier in this year, they established the network, um, and I am its inaugural executive director, tasked with really bringing all these pieces together to, to help our city grow in, in a holistic way. Well, Jill, we need to take a short break here, but when we come back, I'm going to ask you to describe Pikes Peak Housing Network, what it's all about, what it plans to do. Uh, that's when we come back, okay? We're back with the extra in our show today, focusing on affordable housing. Jill Gabler, the executive director for the Pikes Peak Housing Network, a new organization, joining us on the KRDO Newsline today. Uh, tell us more about your organization and what it does. Sure, thanks for that question. The Pike Peak Housing Network, um, I, I mentioned this a little in the last segment, was, was really born out of um, a few nonprofits in town who, who have been focusing individually on the issues of affordable housing, attainable housing, and really seeing the, the gaps in how we are, are, are building. And they have been working together for the last few years. They created an organization called the Affordable Housing Collaborative to really start working on this. And after a few years, they realized that as volunteers, they didn't have the time to devote to, these, to this issue. And they needed somebody who could wake up every day and, and focus on this work all day. So they created the Pice Peak Housing Network. And it really is a few groups that I'll mention. It's the Apartment Association of Southern Colorado. It's the Colorado Springs Chamber in EDC, the, the downtown partnership of Colorado Springs that we know has been, I mean, building so many apartments in our beautiful downtown, and the Housing and Building Association, and lastly, the Pikes Peak Association of Realtors. I, I mean, I think we all know that these groups care very much about our community, our city, the growth of our city, the um, economic vitality of our city, and, and really, I mean, at the end of the day, the quality of life for our residents. So they um, have their own jobs and uh, are working hard on their individual missions that really wanted to create an entity that's working on this. And so um, the Pikes Peak Housing um, Network was created, and the network is is brand new, of course. I've been here, I think, two weeks tomorrow, <laughs> so I'm figuring out uh, kind of how to navigate um, the mission that that has been given to me along with 
the work that uh, I, I serve actually as an employee of the chamber, and their work is very focused on attainable housing and really um, building that those types of housing that can bring and keep business here. So. There's a lot of work to be done in, in all of these areas, and they all care very much about this. And so I, I will be, in the first year, really focusing on trying to figure out, you know, what the gaps are and, and what, what their vision is for, for our work. What, what do you think uh, you would consider the mandates of this group? Um, I mean, I think right out of the gate, we're really going to have to be focused on, on government affairs, um, the issues in our legislature at the state, and, and a lot of local issues, um, regulation around housing, added regulation is, is increasing the cost of housing and the price of housing. And so working with elected officials, builders, neighborhoods, trying to understand what what their issues are toward um, building, the lack of building. Builders are not building as, as many houses as they did even just a few years ago. I mean, interest rates are, are causing a lot of that, the downturn in the economy. Remember a couple of years ago, we had a huge increase in the cost of lumber. And so a lot of those are regulatory kind of issues that we are seeing. And so my work will be highly devoted to, to really working with the chamber who also has a government affairs group toward ensuring that this legislature puts forward bills that are pro-housing and don't increase the cost of building, don't put a lot more um, financial pressure on our landlords who are, are really just trying to rent out their units that uh, last year the legislature had some significant bills that uh, really increased the cost of of rental housing for our landlords. And so we will be pushing back on that. Um, the mandate, I mean, the, the housing network um, has, has a mission and there are a lot of goals around that mission. I mean, promoting a, a regional culture, a whole culture of affordable and attainable housing in our community. People don't, who are living, you know, in the suburbs, in their homes, they don't, they don't realize that, that there is an issue around that, that, that their own kids um, may want to live in our beautiful city but can't afford to, and that it really impacts all of us. And so uniting our community partners around these issues, getting all their perspectives, and figuring out, you know, what is our way forward. We want to be the place where anybody who has a housing question, who has a house, you know, housing dilemma, um, who's trying to, to forge relationships and needs data, that they come to us. So the, the Pipe Peak Housing Network is the first call. Hey, I, I'm trying to build in your community. You know, what about land that might be available? What are the hiccups? I mean, can you give me some data on the, the folks who live here, who want to live here, the business that are, businesses that are here, and the neighborhoods where, where people want to live? Um, we want to be that, that one organization where, where folks go to for all of these questions and, and unite our community around the need for attainable and affordable housing in our community. It's a very That's worthy a goal. Absolutely worthy. And we need to take a break here, Jill. When we come back, I'd like you to tell me a little bit about the role of community. Well, you have a task force. There's a task force that's formed. So uh, it's called CHAT, Community Housing Affordable Task Force. So uh, before we go to break, give me a little teaser of what CHAT's about. 
Well, chat is, is really looking at that government affairs piece of really um, bringing all those organizations I mentioned together to, 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 to ensure that we are um, we have the regulatory environment and the local um, holistic perspective on, on, on how we can best build and, and maintain affordable housing and, and attainable housing in our community. Okay. wasn't much of a teaser. I'm that, well, a little bit. And when we come back, we'll chat about chat. How about that? I think that. <laughs> and if people would like to uh, find out more after you've been listening to this discussion, you can go to pphousingnetwork.org. When we come back, more from Jill Gabler. Welcome back to the second half of the Extra. Our guest today, Jill Gabler, the Executive Director for the Pikes Peak Housing Network. It's a new organization that launched this year. And so as such, she is the inaugural, you might call it, uh, leader of this organization. So before we went to break, we were talking, Jill, about chat. Tell us more. Let's chat about chat. What is it? What's the role of this? And and how are the groups, the various groups playing a part? Sure. Um, So chat actually stands for um, Community Housing Affordability Task Force. And it is a group that has come together um, from all sorts of uh, other organizations within our city to, to focus on all of the housing, local housing and state housing legislation that can impact housing costs and supply in, in, in our state. Um, those who are involved are, are, again, a lot of the players that I said helped to start um, the Pikes Peak Housing Network, the Housing and Building Association of Colorado Springs, the Colorado Chamber and EDC, the Apartment Association of Southern Colorado, the Downtown Partnership, the Pikes Peak Association of Realtors, the Affordable Housing Collaborative, which now has become the Pikes Peak Housing Network, and of course our our own City of Colorado Springs. So those folks um, meet once a month to to really discuss what issues are going on in, in our city and state that could impact housing. And once the uh, legislature, the legislative session begins in January, they will likely meet a, a lot more often. And and now that I'm on board as the executive director, I will lead that group to uh, to its work and and help it focus on 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 bigger issues. Sometimes, as you know. The, the organizations can can kind of get stovepiped into to caring about what what they or their industry particularly wants, but bringing bringing them all together and having an executive director who can kind of oversee their work and focus them will really help. Um, one last thing, Chat is is also working really closely with the Chamber's Government Affairs Committee because most of the um, issues that they're working on, and they have they have professional lobbyists the chamber does that can really support our work and so we can work together during the legislative session to really give our region a, a really big bang for its buck on these issues the housing issues at the, at the state and local level so let's talk about some of the local initiatives jill on affordable housing what are they and and what should we be prepared to be seeing at play in our community Right. I, um, I mean, these are the issues that I really love and am really passionate about. I mean, as, as you may know, I was, a, I was a city council member for eight years before I took on this role. So I was engaged with the city when they were working on a lot of these plans. And um, Plan COS 
is is one of those that that I was very involved in, and that is really the comprehensive plan of development for the city of Colorado Springs. And the city engaged our community over several years to ask them, you know, what do you want our city to look like in the next 20 years? And so, I mean, I think the city is really proud of, of the outreach that it did to really receive input from all of our community on, on the growth of our city and what it should look like. And that plan was passed in 2020 to, um, to do that, and it, it really reinforces this, this desire of most of our communities to, to really increase density, uh, you know, adding more homes within our current city, and, 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 and really to, to have more mixed use of types of housing. And that is really um, for you and I to be able to you know, come home from work and, and walk or ride bikes or do, do a lot of our daily shopping in a, in a close way. So, so um, right now, so much of our city is suburban and commercial, small commercial, like our dry cleaner and our liquor store are, are places where you have to drive three to four miles to get to. But um, our community members really said for our, our comprehensive plan, Plan COS, that they wanted more of that mixed-use housing so we could reduce congestion, walk to our, our neighborhood stores and markets, and, and have a lot more mixed uses within residential development. So that is, is, is really the, the foundation. But um, after I left council, they finished what's called Retool COS, and that is really putting the teeth into the comprehensive plan, changing our, our ordinances and our zoning code to reinforce what the, the plan COS wanted. And that created a couple new zoning types, and one of those is called R-Flex. And for that means for all new housing, it can be denser, and you can you can build more types of housing within a neighborhood, like multifamily and duplexes, which we we can't do very much now. And it creates an, a mixed zone, an MX zone, where you can build a lot of this this mixed use housing. So that is actually really exciting and, and for for the local initiative. But I think the Pikes Peak Housing Network will re, really be focused on how that actually is implemented. As builders come and developers come and they say, hey, I want to build this 24-unit this apartment property right next to your single-family um, neighborhood, how we work together to, to get that property built and how the housing network can work with the builder to, to create messaging around why that, that development development is important for that neighborhood, it's important for, for economic development, it's important for the growth of our city, and, and really talk to the neighbors about why that's important. Because as, as you probably know, a lot of our neighborhoods, they don't want change. They don't want to grow. They, they want things to stay how they are. They, right. they worry about traffic. They worry about new people in their neighborhoods. They worry about all the impacts of having more people. And so that the housing network will really be be working with all of these groups to to really help to to in, enforce and and move forward plan COS and and retool to, to build the kind of units that most of our community wants. I I think of an interesting question: uh, What is the difference between affordable housing and attainable housing, and and why does that matter? Great question. <laughs> um, I think there is a lot of confusion around the, the difference between, I mean, affordable housing, attainable housing, and, and market rate housing. I mean, affordable housing is truly uh, built for 
are community members who earn an income of about 50% of area median income or less. And that kind of development usually has some um, tax rebates associated with it, grants, um, different tax incentives and, and, and bonds that, that really help it and encourage it and incentivize it to get built. And as I mentioned, Grecio Housing is doing that in our community, and, and a lot of other groups are, are, are beginning to do that. Even a lot of um, for-profit builders are seeing the need and finding ways to incorporate affordable housing into their, their, their properties, which is, is absolutely great. And the housing network can help educate builders on why that's important. They can help educate them on, on where to find the tax incentives to get that kind of building done. Um, attainable, attainable housing, excuse me, is, is really that housing up about for those who, who need, who, who earn about 120 of area median income, 120%. So it's, it's higher wage earners, but not those who can maybe afford a starter home or a single family residence. And so they're still renting or maybe they're trying to buy a condo or a townhouse, those starter units. And we're not building enough of that either. And that's where that mixed type of, of housing, residential housing comes into play, if we can really get our neighborhoods to start building more duplexes, um, more townhomes, just anything a little different from a single family home that has a yard, then we are creating more of that attainable type of housing. And market rate housing is really just everything else. And, and it's, it's everything to include what I just suggested, but it's for those higher wage earners. And even they are struggling to find housing, as we mentioned, because we're not building enough housing and, and interest rates are just so high right now. And of course, uh, wages aren't keeping up with the cost of housing. Mm. As you said, it's a multifaceted problem, a challenge, really, uh, that we got to solve uh, so that uh, people can live around their loved ones. They can live in places that they uh, desire to live. And certainly we know all the advantages of living in such a wonderful place as the Pikes Peak region. We need to take a short break. When we come back, more from Jill Gabler, Executive Director of the Pikes Peak Housing uh, Init Network Excuse me. There we go. Uh, that's when we come back here on The Extra. For anyone who wants to get interested in this and uh, maybe take part in some of the discussions, find out more about their initiatives, how to get involved, pphousingnetwork.org is the website to go to. Jill Gabler is the executive director of the Pikes Peak Housing Network and a part of the Community Housing Affordable Task Force, CHAT. Uh, which, as she was mentioning, makes up a number of entities here in our region. So in this final segment, Jill, we definitely want to uh, have our listeners find out, I mean, first of all, I mean, what inspired you to take on this role? And, and what do you think it's going to look like in the years ahead? All right. Thanks for that question. And thank you so much for um, giving out our, our internet, I mean, our website. That, that is much appreciated. Um, I, uh, I mean, I mentioned I, I served on city council. And be before that, I, I worked at uh, Grecio Housing here in Colorado Springs for, for a number of years. So I have had a passion for affordable housing for a long time and, and really care so much about our city, as so many of us do, and, and, and how it grows. And so that, when I saw that this uh, 
organization was being created, I mean, it, I jumped on it. it. It seemed like a natural, a natural progression of, of the things I've learned and, and my own passions. And, and as I mentioned, my, my own son, he uh, came, came back here after college and he got a pretty good job here. And we have been walking around town for the last six months trying to find a house for him to buy. And we have been una- he's been unable to do that. And so we have seen firsthand the struggles that our younger folks are having as they want to, to stay in Colorado Springs. And I think we have a lot of parents out there, like myself, who, who want their kids to be able to, to to live in Colorado Springs, and so we should all be doing what we can to be building the housing that that these young people want. And I'll just say one more thing about that because I can't stop talking about it. Um, These younger folks, and and that is between 18 and 35, they are the, the, the really the younger people who are migrating here to Colorado Springs for jobs. Um, many of them, most of them, are coming here because they already have a job. So it's not like they're they're just coming here to look for work, although some do because it's such an amazing city. Um, and that we really need to help them find find the job that they want. And they don't want to just live anywhere. These um, younger people want to live near where they work and go to school. They don't like long commutes. They, they care about quality of life. They're also a little more green, and they want to be able to take transit and they want to be able to ride their bikes to work. So that means they need to live near a transit line. They want to live close to where they work if they're, if they're riding their bikes. So um, it's important for us as a city to really wrap our minds around the idea that all types of housing belong in every neighborhood, that we all bear the burden of, of ensuring that we're building all types of housing so that people along an income spectrum of all incomes can afford to live in every neighborhood because that neighborhood, that one neighborhood might be the one that's closest to where they go to school or work. Maybe it's got a really good school where their kids, they want to send their kids. And so we need to have available housing in every neighborhood. So it's not just one neighborhood's burden. It's not just the suburbs. It's not just growing at the edges. It's it's building every type of housing, and that truly is, is my passion for growth in our community and why I so wanted this role. And, and it sounds like you come to it from a personal place, but what is your vision as you look ahead as to what Pikes Peak Housing can do? Right. I, I, I mean, I sort of touched on this earlier, but I mean, I want the Pikes Peak Housing Network to be the go-to for any organization, any elected official, any community member, any developer, builder. It should be the first place they go when they have a question about about housing. And and that's not just affordable or attainable, any housing question, um, to get data on on who's moving here, who's living here, where do people want to live, any data-driven issues. Um, Elected officials, I I mean, as you see, our our local council members, our mayor, our county commissioners, they are all voting on on projects, projects that come to them for a a multifamily project, for instance. And, And they get a lot of pushback from neighborhoods, from from just folks in our community who don't want to grow our city to grow anymore. And our elected officials need messaging. They they need facts 
they need data on why this type, these types of housing um, developments are important. And I want them to call me. I want them to call the network. I want them to look at our website and see data that um, reinforces why these types of developments are important. I want the chamber who I work with, I, I want them to, to talk to me about um, these, these types of housing as they are looking at the economic um, development needs in our community, how we can work together to get these projects built. So I, I, I just want it to be the place where, where people go and to, to get anything that they need around housing. And, Lastly, in that legislative piece, I, I can't enforce that enough. I, we don't have enough people in our community focused on our legislature and our, our higher um, elected bodies and what they're doing that could really harm the cost of housing, the price of development, and, and, and just how much it costs to rent, rent an apartment. Um, so I want the Housing Network to lead in, in those areas and really be a voice for ensuring that the cost of housing remains, remains affordable for our, our community members. All right. Well, a good discussion here. And as we mentioned, if you'd like to find out more, pphousingnetwork.org is the website you can go to to find out about uh, this, the Pikes Peak Housing Network. Jill Gabler, their executive director, the first executive director for this organization, really laying out the vision for it. We really thank you for joining us here on The Extra and talking about uh, why there is such a need and what is going to drive uh, the collaboration that's needed to make sure that we make this a community where all people can afford to live. Jill, thank you for joining us this morning on The Extra. Thank you so much, Shannon. It was my pleasure. And to our audience, thank you for listening here and taking part in this conversation. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 to 10 a.m. In the meantime, Tom Martino is up after the break. I'm your host, Shannon Bernias. Have a great day.